Welcome to the Words of Heart podcast. In this episode, we dive into a topic or story pertaining to mental health. This episode is accompanied with video and audio. However you choose to listen to this episode, sit back, relax, open your hearts and minds. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. everyone welcome to another episode of words of heart i am your host Dion sanchez and joining me today in this awesome episode is cq the host of the pop culture warrior podcast thank you for joining me today cq thank you for having me awesome so cq if you could kick off this episode by telling my audience a bit about yourself that would be great (laughs) <laughs> it's a that's it's a very vague large question um there's there's a lot to me it, it depends who you ask honestly um but in broad strokes and we can get into whatever topic you'd like but uh in broad strokes um i joined the army at 18 i it was in the uh infantry airborne infantry so i, had, I jumped out of planes and shot people it's kind of my my career and I did, uh, I was part of the combat jump into Iraq in 2003, and I spent a year in Afghanistan in 2005, I should have spent a year in Afghanistan in 2005, made it six months through that deployment, I was shot five times during uh, combat operations in Afghanistan, spent the next two years recovering in an army hospital, underwent 40, it was like 44 surgeries at the time, uh, died twice. Had to be brought back twice, and then eventually medically retired from the military at the ripe old age of about 22, 23, I think I was, and um, spent you know the rest of my life so far as a as a disabled veteran, but basically um, challenging myself. And I mean, it was a long process because there was there were some there were some tough times, there were some down times, and um, but on the other side of it, I was able to challenge myself. I've picked up 
a, a ton of skills. Uh, I became a certified uh, scuba diver. I've gone skydiving. I've, you know, I played, you know, racquetball at a professional level for a certain <laughs> amount of time. I started doing stand-up comedy. And so I did that for a while. And it kind of led, that led me to where I'm currently doing, which is uh, podcast is, 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 it doesn't even really cover it. It's a weekly live entertainment pop culture talk show that we also record and release as a podcast but uh but it is a very, it's a live experience you know the audience is there it's happening in front of them and they can interact so it's a very interactive show we do celebrity interviews we've had a ton of celebrities uh people from around the industry of entertainment from actors directors producers comedians uh uh people in the video game industry we're gonna have some you know big name youtubers come on so it's, it's a it's a bunch it's really a very broad um spectrum of what we cover love to talk about marvel movies you can tell by my background i'm a bit of a bit of a nerd um so we talk about video games we talk about comic books we talk about movies and tv and all the things that make us happy um while avoiding you know anything serious like politics or religion or anything like that it's 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 meant for fun there's enough negativity and drama in the world that my show is really just for me to have fun and enjoy with my audience but um but yeah so so from from military uh combat to to disabled veteran to um you know uh you know really suffering from ptsd and depression anxiety to to kind of finding myself and becoming a mentor for others i i help run a, a support group for disabled veterans i you know, stand-up comedy, sports, I mean, you name it, I've, I've really tried to, uh, once I turned my life around, I tried to um, challenge myself, right, to, to, to say yes to things, to, you know, uh, challenge myself with things, and, and live life to the fullest, right, because not everybody got to come home, and not everybody uh, was as lucky as I was to go through with what, with, with what I went through, and so being able to live life to the fullest, as it were, um, to really honor those that, that don't have the chance to or can't. And um, yeah, so that's, that's me, 40,000 <laughs> foot view, high level, uh, that's me. Well, thank you for sharing the broad spectrum of your life, which is really intense. And I truly commend you for continuing to live your life to the fullest. Um, You've had many brushes with death considering the military and and PTSD. And I'm pretty sure that took a tremendous toll on you. Um, this and you completely ignore this question. I don't know if it's emotional or a sensitive topic, but um do you still have issues with PTSD um right now, considering I mean, obviously the world is really negative with the pandemic and everything. We're isolated in our homes and I'm sure a confined environment for anyone suffering with PTSD may be a bit challenging, um, I can imagine. I mean, it's challenging for everyone, but I'm sure particularly with people who had experience with PTSD and sounds and I'm sure. sure in those trenches, it's like confined. There's like no movement you have to stay in that one particular area and just start shooting so um how do you 
try to deal with that now it has I mean I'm sure there's I mean it's a part of your life there's no way around it but um how do you try to cope with that if um yeah <laughs> there's a lot of questions in there so I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try Sorry. to answer them I'm gonna try Sorry. Uh, so, so, so how do you cope with it right now. Sure. No, no, no. I mean, you, you, there were a lot of great questions in there. Uh, first and foremost, yeah, I still suffer from PTSD. Absolutely. Um, I'm living my best life. I'm in any way you can slice it, you know, financially, emotionally, spiritually, uh, romantically, everything across the board. I'm at the best point in my life I've ever been. And that's even pre-injury, which is pretty cool. Um, that being said, PTSD is something you kind of learn to manage. You learn to live with. It's never something that really goes away. I will still have days where I wake up and for no reason, nothing has happened, but it's just like, man, like a storm cloud being right over your head and you can't shake it. Um, and I've learned over time, I've taken you know, therapy classes and, and different Great. There's really amazing programs for anybody that's out there suffering uh, with these kind of things. There are amazing programs if you just look for them and, and apply yourself to them. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of it's like, you know, we call it putting, putting tools in the, in the toolbox. Right. I've learned these mechanisms and, and, and ways to handle things. So something as simple as recognizing with myself that, hey, today's a bad day. Acknowledging it, accepting it, saying like, hey, it's OK. Not every day is going to be a great day. And I, I can I can accept uh, I'm not going to wallow in it. I'm not going to feed it the negativity, but I'm going to accept that, hey, today's a tough day. Um, and I'm going to communicate that. I have a wonderful wife and we have excellent communication now. You know, we, we have our little code words like, hey, I'm feeling blue today. You know, like it's just, that means it's just a day I'm having, I'm, I'm having trouble. I'm having difficulty. Um, and the first thing she'll do is, what can I do? How can I help? Um, because there's some times where, you know, as, as macho as I am and as alpha as I am, it's like, I just need a hug. I just need affection. I need love. And I just, I feel like that's what's going to get me through it. And she provides that. Or there are days when I say, hey, I'm blue. What can I do? And it's just, I need some time. I just need to go off in my own space, reflect. I come to my, my happy corner of my house where I can just sit, maybe play some games, maybe just scroll Facebook. I mean, whatever it is that I can just be myself and recognize what I'm going through and kind of work my way through it um, and recognizing that, hey, I can give myself that day, maybe even two days, but it, maybe if it goes longer than that, that I need to, okay, maybe I, I need professional help. Maybe I need to talk to somebody. I'm not obviously getting out of this myself. I'm not getting out of that with my wife, but recognizing that sometimes, hey, you got a higher power, right? I got I to, gotta, you know, whatever it is, whoever's close, if it's a pastor for some people, if it's a clergyman, if it's a uh, a therapist, sociology, whatever, whoever, uh, just a person you trust. Um, I'm very fortunate. I have a great support system. I have very good friends I can talk to. I have a, I, I, I run a support group, but I'm also a member of the support group. I share what I'm dealing with. And so that's kind of just day to day, how I manage what I'm going through and being very upset, accepting of that. Um, and as far as <laughs> the funny, the funny thing in your question about how the pandemic has kind of played into that, I feel personally because you know PTSD is a spectrum. It affects people very differently. You can have people that you know you the very stereotypical. Oh, I'm angry and I'm gonna put my fist through the wall. 
where I'm really on the other side of the spectrum where I want to isolate. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. And I don't want to be out in public. I want to shy away from things. So um, with, with how, how much of a spectrum it is, obviously, you can't treat it all the same way, right? For right. different people, it's, it's treated a certain way. Um, so how the pandemic has affected my PTSD, uh, I hate to say that. I, I'm not taking any way. This has been a horrible year for so many people. For me personally, with all respect to everybody that's struggling, this has been the greatest year of my life. Uh, I don't like going out. I don't like doing things. I typically don't like being around people that I don't know. I'm very uncomfortable. And so being shut in has been like, I, I've been training for this my whole life. I feel like, you know, like, like it, 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 it's kind of in a bad way because like all I've in my life, I've tried to create a bubble where I feel safe and secure. And so by saying, you know, by the government coming in going, you can't leave your house. I'm like, Okay, like I'm, I'm yay, <laughs> like awesome. Everybody can stay out of my business and stay out of my way now. I can I can live my life peacefully. Um, that being said, like I recognize this is this has been horrible for so many people and and and, and businesses and and all this. Um, and, and you know I've I've I had friends that that passed due to COVID and it's very sad. And um, but as far as you know, some people have gone stir crazy, right? You have those veterans, you have those people that just have gone stir crazy. My wife is a, is a social butterfly. She loves going to parties and she loves traveling and she loves doing all these things. Um, so she's been miserable <laughs> for the last year. But, but honestly, this has, been, this has been in my wheelhouse. This has been my comfort zone. I've gotten to, you know, where I was doing stand-up comedy pre-COVID, um, it was always kind of a drain because I live for farther, far enough away from major cities that I want to perform. It's a, I have to travel, I have to schlep out there and um, you know, it's late at night and then I, you know, I get home late and so I'm away from my family and then it's always the uncomfortability of being, you know, th that's why I started doing stand-up is to push my uncomfortableness. Like if I don't like to be the center of attention yet, I'm standing on stage with the light on me, with the microphone, everyone listening, it's to push that boundary of fear. Um, and, and, and it, it's been good for me, but it really, it took me away from my family and it took me away you know, uh, at the travel. And so when the pandemic happened, this podcast, this radio, internet radio gig, this whatever you want to call it, interview talk show, um, it kind of came about very naturally at that time where COVID had just happened. And it gave me a platform where I could basically take the energy and the love I have of doing my standup and being able to just engage an audience directly. So less comedy driven, I mean, we're obviously very silly and have a lot of fun, but it's more about talking about the things I'm passionate about. And, um, you know, it, it's gotten, so for me, like the hardest thing about the pandemic would have been not having an outlet for that kind of creative energy and wanting to um, challenge myself. But so it's really the best of both worlds because I got to do that now with the show right here from my own room uh, without having actually to go outside. So it like it really has been just the greatest uh, year uh, for me, all due to respect to the people that have struggled, and it's been very hard for them. Uh, it's just for me, this has been this has been awesome. Uh, the only the only real place that I got hit in the heart uh, was I'm a big I love movies. I lo that's my one thing. I just love to go to the movies. I love to be in the theater. 
I love to sit down in the dark and just, you know, munch on some snacks and just watch a good movie. And so that that has hurt through oh, the pandemic, not being able to go see movies. Um, but, you know, hopefully we're seeing a turn. And, and uh, just today I went to see Suicide Squad in uh, theaters and uh, it's a great movie, by the way. Totally recommend it. Um, but yeah, so so that's to answer your question of how the pandemic has played into what I deal with and how I've done uh, affected me less than others. But uh, but yeah, I've, I've made it work. I can understand your perspective and many people have been affected by this dramatically. Um, I've certainly been affected by it, but my effect, how I've been affected by the pandemic is a little different than everybody else's. Um, um, in January, 2020, when the brunt of the pandemic really happened, um, I got diagnosed with diabetes. So um, this virus that can potentially kill us and I get this self-diagnosis all out of the blue, um, that just was the icing on top. But, um, and I know many people hated 2020 simply because of the pandemic and all the negativity that plagued it, um, which I'm not gonna get into because I'm not into politics either. But um, I couldn't really hate it because if I hadn't been diagnosed, um, I could have died. Um, that was the unfortunate reality of how bad of a shape I was in. I was basically a skeleton. So um, the, I was absolutely terrified of the pandemic because I had just been diagnosed. Um, I'm here in Florida. I don't know if I clarified that in our earlier conversations, but um. Um, everything got shut down in around March or so. Um, before March, I was still like, I was in my own little bubble like you. <laughs> I was in my own little bubble because this was really drastic news and I didn't want to share it with anyone. <laughs> Cause I didn't want to feel like a burden. So um, I stayed in my own little bubble. I didn't even leave the house. Um, it seemed like anytime I would leave the house, my blood sugar would just be sky high. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to stay inside. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Um, I did see what happened to me as a blessing uh, in disguise because I saw it as God's way of giving my life more purpose. It gave me another chance to live my life. And hey, I'm not dead and I'm still here. And because it was really devastating time in my life. I had just turned 24, 2019. Everything in my life seemed to be nicely knit to a nice little pretty bow. I was finally nailing school and then bam, I get sick. Um, so then obviously the pandemic decided to occur in the midst of my diagnosis. So to have to have that constant fear of the pandemic being around and just the knowledge of the fact that I could have died several months beforehand and now this virus is out and I just don't want to wind up in the hospital again and die because I'm part of that statistical factor because I have diabetes and a low immune system that my chances are lower than everybody else. So um, in spite of that fear, um, I try to take all my availability. Um, I also didn't, wasn't in school. Um, I took a break from school because of the drastic health news plus everyone everything getting shut down <laughs> um there was that as well so but um I had a lot of time of reflection and growth and tapping in to making better use of my time um writing poetry um 
trying to adjust to this new health change in my life. Um, it was through my diagnosis that God really called me to be a warrior for change, but I wasn't exactly sure how he wanted me to do that. And not too long after that, um, well, I can't believe we're two years into this pandemic. Um, not too long after that, um, August, um, I launched my podcast to help others struggling with their mental health and their stories and just to be a source of comfort in this chaotic mayhem that's the pandemic um it's hard to believe a year ago this month I'm trying not to get emotional here but a year ago this month is when I launched it so it's congratulations out, thank you it started out, <laughs> it started as a small idea because um even before I got diagnosed with diabetes and the whole depression um, kicked in beforehand because I didn't know what was going on with me. Um, yes. I've dealt with a great deal of health issues growing up, really since the day I was born. Um, just to give you a little more insight, since you've shared so much with me, um, for the first two years of my life, I couldn't hear her talk. So <laughs> as far as health diagnosis and being different, from the jump and having to overcome so many obstacles and persevering through those obstacles with no choice in the matter, really. Um, I understood fairly well. Um, so I think that um, sort of helps center my podcast in some way as well, because I know about feeling different and rejected and not fitting in and trying to figure life out and like something's wrong with me nobody wants to be my friend so I as per usual I lose my train of thought whenever I talk <laughs> about me because I like my podcast to be a forum for my guests and me to talk but I think I get sure. lost in my own thoughts but the point of the matter is um you found a positive um perspective with this pandemic and as did I that's the whole gist of where my conversation was going oh absolutely but, um, you, you've yeah. been through the ringer man I, I give you so much credit that's not it's not an easy thing to do my family uh uh diabetes runs pretty hardcore in my family my wife is like constantly telling me i don't watch what you eat you gotta you know get yourself checked up because it runs pretty rampant in my family um so I, I understand i understand how much that what a toll that takes on you physically and mentally and yeah uh, uh i can't imagine you know, we have we have some close friends who are you know immunocompromised, whether it's uh, yeah. uh, asthma or, or different things, and it's like as much as it's been like for me, like oh no, I don't want COVID. Like the the odds are I'd be fine if if I got COVID. The odds are in my favor that I'd be okay. Like there are so many people where like this is literally life or death. Like. Like if I get COVID, I'm probably gonna die. Like it's it's serious. It's very serious. And um, so I, I've had a lot of good friends who you know we for months you know we you know the people that you you get together with weekly you know and and now for months and months and months we didn't even see each other in person because it just I feel, oh my god I feel like the worst person ever if I somehow got COVID and then pass it on to these people that are you know immunocompromised. Um, right. So yeah, it, I. I I understand that, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot to deal with. 
So just to help <laughs> this mood, I'm very curious, probably because the name of your talk show does have the word warrior in it, pop culture warrior. Why give it that name? I'm curious how you came up with that name. I mean, obviously you're a warrior in itself, considering all you went through and coming back to life, which, oh, that is a miracle. Um, how did you come up with your podcast talk show title? Yeah, uh, the title itself, man, was um, funny enough, the hard part. So how it came to be, a very quick story, is that because I was doing stand-up comedy, this is pre-COVID, I was doing stand-up comedy, this internet radio station called WTF Nation Radio, they reached out to me. They said, hey, man, you're a veteran. You're doing stand-up comedy. Like, you're a disabled veteran. You're doing stand-up comedy. Like, you got all these things. If you could um, tell my audience how you came up with your magnificent title that for your talk show, that would be great. Sure. Uh, So it it goes back a bit. So first, um, I was doing stand-up comedy pre-COVID, and this internet radio station called WTF Nation Radio uh, reached out to me, and they said, hey, you know, we see you're a disabled vet. We see you're doing stand-up comedy. You're doing all these things. Uh, we'd love to have you come on the show and be a guest sometime. So I said, okay, sure. And I did it. It was an hour interview live in front of an audience. And um, it was audio only. And, uh, but it was live in front of an audience. And I had a blast. I had such a good time. It was so much fun that a couple months later, they said, hey, do you want to come back? That was a really fun thing. And I'm sure you have a lot more stories to tell and whatnot. I said, yeah, sure. I came back. And... The second time, like it was even better than the first time. I was, you know, I, all right, I had done this before. It was more, it was more natural and more fun and shared stories. And throughout the interview, they're like, oh man, like we need a, we need a guy like you around here. You know, we need, we need, you know, you're, you're funny and this and that. And, you know, you tell great stories. And, um, and I, I kind of thought they were just being nice, being polite. And uh, after the show went off the air, one of the guy that was interviewing me at the time, he's like, dude, for real, like, I know we said it a bunch of times, but really, you should, you should come join us. You should, you know, start a show here. And, and you know, we have shows on different nights and, you know, you, you should be able to do a show. And uh, I thought about it for a little bit. And then eventually I reached out and I said, hey, man, I'd love, to, I, I would, I'd love to do a show. Um, and I, I, but I didn't know about what. And so we just kind of went back and forth. And I said, well, they're like, well, what are you passionate about? And I said, well, I love marvel movies and i love video games and i love all that stuff and and they said all right that's your show then like because you know we have a show that's geared towards kind of military news uh we have a show that's kind of just we call it friday night freedom it's just a, a grab bag of just fun crazy stuff um you know we have the monday edition we have sergeant's time and so there wasn't anybody doing kind of what I wanted to do, which was just talk about movies and talk about video games, and talk about collectibles and all these kind of things and do interviews with, you know, uh, people in the entertainment industry. And so they loved it. They said, let's do it. And, and actually getting to how the name came about, that was really the hardest part of the whole process was coming up with a name for it. And I mean, because part of me wanted to acknowledge that I'm a veteran. Um, and and some some of it was like like we threw around ideas like the smoke pit or you know smoking and joking these things that are kind of military references 
not so much, you know, civilian, but I didn't want it to be so obscure that people couldn't see the name and realize what it is we did. Um, so literally, I mean, I, I remember we workshopped like a hundred names and it would either be too veteran, uh, too military, or it would be too uh, geeky without any reference to the military. And finally, I was like, I don't know, man, just like, it, I, I, I'm a wounded warrior and I'm, it's my pop culture. And then so we were like, well, maybe pop culture, wounded warrior. And then it was like, we just shortened it down. I was like, you know what? Screw it. It's a little on the nose, but pop culture warrior, just, just, I'm a guy. I was in the military. I love talking about pop culture. Boom. It, it just, it is what it is. I'm not that creative. I'm not that clever. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how the show came to be. And, and it worked out perfectly when it did. I mean, because we launched like the middle of February last year. And then, like you said, by March, everything was shut down. And so the funny thing about it is when I was talking about wanting to do the show, like, oh, what do you want to do? I said, well, I want to talk about movies. I want to talk about comics. I want to talk about all this stuff. And the guy who runs the station, a bit older guy, he's like, well, do you think you could talk about that weekly? Like there's enough news about that stuff weekly. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. Like there's... 10 stories a day on what movies are coming out and TV and comic books. And then wouldn't you know it, a month later, everything shuts down. No movies, no TV, no comic books, no video games, nothing new was announced. Like the first six episodes were just me going, so Black Widow got canceled. Uh, so this show got canceled. This show has got pushed back. And I know next month we were supposed to see this movie, but that movie's gone. And it was just a lot of that the first couple of weeks. Um, so, I mean, it's funny the way it did, but it, it forced me to really um, mine for gold for, for as far as entertainment and what we're going to talk about. I really had to dig deep, uh, which was cool. It wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be because, you know, hey, Marvel, Marvel News alone, there's like 10 stories a day and that's just Marvel. Uh, so, um, yeah, it, it, you know, it's been a labor of love, but but it, it's been a lot of fun and, and we've been very fortunate to get some, some really big guests, really big guests. And um, we got nominated for the 2020, our first year in existence, we got nominated for a podcast award in uh, entertainment. So we didn't win, but I think we made the top five, I think. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, you know, this is what it is. <laughs> well, since I'm a massive nerd at heart as well, I gotta ask you, because I've asked this on past episodes, but I feel like you can do it justice considering the memorabilia in the back of your room. Are you on the light side of the force or the dark side of the force? Uh, yeah, man, as, as much as I love a good bad guy, if I'm being honest, I, I am a I'm a goody goody in the sense that um, I'm a people pleaser. I, I want to help people. I, I just not, you know, that's how I ended up running a support group. It, it just I naturally want to support people and help people. So as much as I think it's fun to be the bad guy and you can really, you know, let your hair down. Um, yeah, I think I think if if I were, you know, on the on the, you know, uh, a force spectrum. I think I'd be I'd be on the light side. I'd be pretty I'd be pretty far. I'd be pretty blue. 
Um, I actually have like this little joke on Twitter. Well, I guess it's a joke I've inflicted, but people have just gone along with it is to like be a podcast Jedi spreading <laughs> awesomeness into the podcasting universe and galaxy. So just spreading good, awesome forces. I just, I just got that stormtrooper helmet actually not that long ago. That's an <laughs> Imperial stormtrooper black series. Very, very, very good collectible. So I do got to ask another thing, though, because the nerd at heart is speaking to me right now. Go for it. Have you seen The Mandalorian? Of course. Of course. First, (laughs) I'm the kind of person that pre-awesome superhero stuff, I was watching all the the bad stuff. You know, I've watched all the bad superhero movies, right? Uh, uh, even going as far back as like the TV movie. So like when Dolph Lundgren was the Punisher, you know, like the, the terrible Captain America that we had the TV show, the, the like I, I've watched it all. I saw Catwoman starring Halle Berry as terrible as that was. Um, so I've seen everything, everything, because growing up, I was such a fan of comic books and that in those stories, I always said to myself, regardless of if it's good or not, I'm going to see it. I'm going to support it because I wanted to get to a day where comic book movies were taken seriously. And I knew if I was just patient, eventually they were going to make a good one. And man, has it been a a nice 10 years ish of, of good stuff. But yeah, I, you know, I, I, I stuck around for some of the, the bad, the bad ones, but yes, Mandalorian to answer your question, uh, phenomenal series, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal series. Uh, 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 very excited for season three when it comes. And I know they're they're doing a bunch of spinoffs with the book of Boba Fett, the uh, Sokotanu. Uh, you know they're doing the Obi Wan series. So yeah, I'm 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 very excited for a lot of what they're doing. I always feel like if you put the right um, head over something it will it will everything else the, the trickle effect it will trickle down and, and do well so like kevin feige uh being put in charge of marvel studios it really kind of trickled down and made all these great movies possible um for the star wars guys dave filoni who has been around a lot of the star wars stuff you know broke his teeth on you know uh storm the uh, clone wars uh, uh show and, and all those like really has such a passion for the work and knows it inside and out and like bleeds and sweats the the stories that him now being in charge and, and, and doing a lot of stuff and he's directed a couple of the episodes of Mandalorian and he's kind of in charge of the creative like what they're doing kind of like he's the Kevin Feige of the Star Wars side of the universe um, <laughs> and, they're, and they're doing a great job they really are uh, they you know uh, whether you like the animated stuff the CGI stuff the the tv stuff the movie stuff um i know the movies have been a little hit or miss you know some people like them some people hate them but uh overall i mean it's it's great content it really is definitely awesome it's probably the best thing i've shared with my dad honestly he's exposed me to a lot of films star wars has been like a pinnacle movie that anyone in my family has seen so awesome. it's absolutely awesome were you surprised at that how did you react to the ending you can spoil it i've <laughs> seen it yeah i mean at this point if you haven't seen it i mean you're not gonna uh, <laughs> no the the fact that they 
I mean, it, it was definitely a surprise. It was definitely a surprise. Um, I, I don't know, because I'm, I'm, I'm of two heads on it. That's the thing. Like, I, okay. like, there's parts of me that, like, I love it. I love it. Pay tribute to, you know, uh, so the, the mighty Luke Skywalker coming in and saving the day and, and this and that. But then there's part of me that really feels that one of the things that makes The Mandalorian such a great show in the Star Wars universe is that it really has nothing to do with Jedi. Like, I mean, obviously the, the child, he's force sensitive and whatnot, but like, this is a story like you, because you, you think of all the movies and all the content, it's like, it, it's really all around the Skywalker family and, and the, yeah. the Skywalker saga. So something like this and why I loved like Rogue One as a movie, one of the reasons I loved it is it's nothing to do with the Jedi. It has nothing to do with the Skywalker family. Like it's, it's its own pocket story and we get to explore other parts of the universe. And so uh, with what I think made Mandalorian such a great show is that it's not reliant on, on the Jedi and the Sith. Like it's, it's, there are other compelling stories. There are other compelling narratives. This is a whole, I mean, you think how big the world is now multiply that by universes and it's like, yet we only talk about this one family in the entire galactic known universe. It seems like there might be other good stories happening. Um, and so I love that about Mandalorian is that it really does get to talk, you know, and it dances around other events of stuff that's happened. Um, but for the most part, it's just about people trying to survive and about this guy going through kind of almost like town. It's like very old Western, very town to town, just the wandering stranger and, and how he gets into these escapades. And so, um, yeah, it's been a great show. I'm excited to see what they do. with Oh, me too. So we can talk Star Wars all day long, but I want to get to my icebreaker question and my icebreaker game. If you can come up with a title for where your life is at right now, nerdum, military, everything that's encompassed your life at this very moment, what title would you give your life right now? Kind of like, like if it was... If this was a chapter in my life, what would the chapter title be? Kind of like that? Um, yeah, chapter title, sure. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's um eh, the the name that keeps running through my head right now is uh is, I mean, it was a TV show not too long ago, uh The Good Place. You know, and just oh, the idea yeah. of, you know, I'm 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 lucky to be where I'm at and things are uh, working out, you know, accepting that, you know, this is not gonna, you know, it's not gonna last, nothing lasts. Um, but yeah, as far as, you know, uh, that was a turning point for me personally, was to say, okay, I, I you know, I had this, this drastic injury. I mean, there's pieces of me missing. I mean, I, I've, I've been stitched together and put back together a hundred times, um, scars all over and so, you know, early on, the concern was, well, I'm never going to be normal again. And so the turning point for me was when I got to a place where I went, holy crap, man, my life is better now than before I got injured. That was a very big change for me. Uh, it, we, we have a saying in the disabled veteran circle where we say, you know, you don't want to just survive your injury. You want to thrive, you know, 
in life. You don't want to just survive. You want to thrive. Um, and so when I, when I made the switch from surviving to thriving, uh, it's been good. And then, you know, bad things have happened and, and life is difficult and it's challenging, but, but right now I, I'm in a good place. That's, that's, that's where I feel like I'm at. Awesome. I think the, well, I want to consider it a chapter. I just, just like a full grown title at the moment. Um, would be um, a warrior for change. Um, that's sort of what got laid on my heart when I was diagnosed. I went through that entire mantra, which led to the birth of my podcast, which launched a year ago this month. I still can't believe that. Um, so as in considering everything I just shared with you, my life has been nothing but easy all throughout and um, just challenge after challenges. <laughs> so um, I think a warrior definitely embodies where my life is at right now and everything I've gone through and continue to go through and that I'm gonna keep powering through in spite of my obstacles that come my way. Standing. So now we are on to the icebreaker game. You have much pop culture knowledge, so I feel like you can do this game. All right, let's do it. We shall see. The game is called Song Association. <laughs> um, considering my podcast is called Words of Heart, I feel like words play a critical factor, which will make this game all the more fun. I will give you a word. You either have to... Think of the word pertaining to a song title, or it has to be in the lyrics. However, there is a catch. You only have 15 seconds to either sing it, rap it, or just say it. Um, the word, based off the word I give you, it's either in the title or the lyrics. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not, I mean, music isn't my strong suit, but... I think, you know, especially if I can pull from the 80s. I, I, I love the <laughs> 80s music. So, um, yeah, I got you. All right. So I just have to get my timer. I can find it. Okay. So your, <laughs> your first word is heart. Uh, don't go breaking my heart. Don't go breaking my heart. I couldn't if I tried. There you go. Can't even tell you the name of the title, but the I, lyric. That is that is the name of the "Don't Go Breaking My Heart." I oh, know you. that song. I actually have some a different version of it of someone who sings it. But man, there you go. You nailed that pretty good. I'm almost worried to give you the next. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of random, a lot of random trivia going on in here. Okay, so your next word is words. Wait, what was the word? Words. Words, W-O-R-D-S? Yes. Uh, words. Oh, crap. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think what's it. Like, it seems like something that would be in a lyric, words. That would be in a lyric somewhere. I just, I, I, you got me on that one. That's that you stumped me there. Okay. Well, I think you can get the next one. Um, I changed it earlier today. So, cause I feel like the third one, 
people was having difficult with it because it's not it's a common word but i guess it's not like common in music all that much okay so hopefully you get this next one so your last word is hope hope um son of a gun man uh, like i feel like there's hundreds of songs with hope in it and i just drawn I, I nailed the first one so well that i just completely drew a blank on the last two um yeah hope uh i, I don't need man. to come up with a new third word <laughs> like, oh. I mean, that's good and I'm, I'm sure somebody who's way more into music than i am would probably nail this like i said most of my music knowledge comes from like the 80s 90s and and like maybe early 2000s thing i don't know i stopped listening to music like i don't know after like christina aguilera became hot i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but that was fun that was fun see i knew it would be fun and you like nailed a song that I actually knew. So I found that to be awesome. <laughs> uh, CQ, as fun as this conversation has been, and I'm having a chuckle of a time doing this, we're at the end of this awesome episode, unfortunately. So the force of awesomeness cannot continue. Could you share with my audience um links to your show your social media how they can get in touch with you um for those who may want to geek out with you and all nerds of fandom yeah absolutely i mean the the party does continue just over at my channel so come on by <laughs> um no so pop culture warrior the live show is every tuesday night 9 p.m eastern you can find it live on facebook YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, our website, WTFNationRadio.com. So anywhere, if you just look up Pop Culture Warrior, literally anywhere you can find me. So we're Pop Culture Warrior on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. I think on Twitter, it's actually like CQ underscore WTF. I couldn't get Pop Culture Warrior in there for some reason. Uh, so that's the only one that's different. But our Instagram, our TikTok, I mean, my God, I've I'm way out of my league in TikTok, but I'm trying. Um, so yeah, absolutely. It's a live show. If you can't join us live, uh, it's a two hour show. First hour, we do like news and headlines and just fun stuff. Second hour, I usually do an interview. Um, if you can't join us live, obviously every episode is recorded. It's archived. So wherever you like to watch, there's previous episodes on YouTube, previous episodes on Facebook. Uh, we do release it as a podcast. So if you like it as an audio-only podcast, just go to um, wherever you get your podcast. WTF Nation Radio is who releases the podcast version. Um, and then it's the episodes of Pop Culture Warrior. It's, it's a really fun show, man. I, I highly recommend it. Um, you know, whether, whether you like to know about what's going on in the world of pop culture or if you just like the interviews. I've had incredible guests from uh, Clark Gregg, who was Agent Coulson in The Avengers, I've had uh, comedian Louis Anderson, uh, Matt Eisman, TV host for American Ninja Warrior, uh, Eddie McClintock, who was the star of Warehouse 13. I mean, like, the list goes on. Like, it's just a, a litany of guys, you know, Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? So from TV, from movies, I've had directors, 
um, just really, really talented people. Um, everybody has such a unique story. That's the one thing I love. I don't care how many actors I've interviewed, comedians I've interviewed, none of their stories are the same. Like everybody has such a unique story. Uh, one of the craziest interviews I had was Efren Ramirez, who was Pedro on Napoleon Dynamite. What a wild story that guy had. Um, and just chaotic energy. He was bouncing all around the place. Um, and, 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 and literally the next couple of months, we're going to have some phenomenal guests. I mean, huge names that I don't, I feel like we have no business having them on our show, um, but they're going to be on the show. And, and we're, so we're, we're, you know, I'm booked with guests up until my God, I think October. And then we have a bunch of like maybes for November and December. So that we're just locking in. So it's, it's really a fun time, a cool time to kind of come on board, check out the show. It's very engaging. We interact with the audience. We do giveaways constantly and uh, prizes and, and, and just, it's awesome. I mean, they, like if you grew up watching uh, the Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain, I had the voice of Pinky, Rob Paulson come on and like you can, you get to interact and ask questions right in the chats and, and he answers them. So it's just, it's such a cool way for the audience to interact. Um, you know, I, I do my research. I, I interview the guests. I give them the best interview I can. And um, yeah, I've never had someone complain that they didn't have a good time on the show. So, uh, you know, check us out if, if you can. Awesome. Thank you for joining me today, CQ. This was an awesome conversation. I can't stop laughing. So obviously it was great. And I'm sure many of my audience is going to enjoy this episode. Absolutely. I had such a blast. Thank you for having me. No problem. To all my listeners, we are at the end of this awesome episode. Again, I am your host, Dion Sanchez, speaking to my awesome guest, CQ, of <laughs> Pop Culture Warrior. <laughs> um, if you enjoy this episode, feel free to share, like, and subscribe on all of these following platforms I'm about to share with you. We are on Facebook on the Words of Heart podcast. We are on YouTube under the exact same name. And of course, we are on Apple, Google, and wherever you listen to your podcasting platforms. However you choose to listen to us, please do not hesitate to share, like, Share your thoughts as to how this podcast has resonated with you or any other episode for that matter. And yes, thank you for joining me today. Stay healthy, stay safe. Don't be afraid to speak your mind, your heart. Again, we're all human and we all need to be there for each other at the end of the day. So again, stay healthy, safe, and until next time, bye. Thank you.